Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Real Live Podcast, and I'm your host, Dale Satram, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Jones. Hello! Katie, it's good to have you here today, and you know, let's let's just tell everybody before we do some small talk, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about guns. Guns? <laughs> so, yes, let's talk about, <laughs> is it okay to carry a gun? Is it okay if I have to use a gun in self-defense and uh, use it on another person? I mean... Does, does uh, being a follower of Jesus even allow me to do that? So that's where we're going today. Katie, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing really good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty it, good. It feels like a little crazy today. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, you feel that too? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes we run in here, we sit down, and we shoot a podcast and try to kind of collect our thoughts. And I don't know if you've told people on here, but I think you should. I can't remember if we talked about it, but Lisa won something. Lisa won something. Okay, Did so we already, I don't know if we've already told I know, I can't one, remember but either. But it's so cute. We'll post that picture. Well, we just found out over the weekend that she won, so we couldn't have shared <gasps> oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So here you go. Well, my wife goes fishing with me. Okay, big surprise, right? And so uh, this year we were fishing for uh, coho, which are, uh, which are silver salmon, out in the upper Willamette. And uh, she just caught this pig of a, of a fish. And I said, that's a big coho. And so... Uh, Fisherman's Marine Supply. They uh, run a coho derby, a sal- you know coho salmon derby. And so I said, call Fisherman's and see what the biggest fish is. Anyway, so we called Fisherman's and her fish crushed it. I mean, <gasps> she was so we ran. It was in it there. hard for her to get it out? No, she's pretty cool. She's I mean, she, okay. yeah, she had tons of fun, but the fish was it was fun to fight because it, it really fought. So we got it in, took it to the Fisherman's. Anyway, she was the number one fish, and they were making over it. So they just called us last week and said, "You have won." <gasps> I mean, it's like hundreds of dollars worth of merchandise. Yeah, what? that's a big deal. I know. At, I know. at Fisherman's? At Fisherman's. So we're going to go in there and, and get our stuff and get our picture taken on uh, tomorrow, I think. You're famous. I, I know. She Celebrity. is. Celebrity. She yeah, is. Lisa Nobody cared about Lisa. me. but, but they, <laughs> And she caught Lisa. it wearing a pink shirt, pink shoes. She has a pink salmon rod with pink line, and she caught it on a pink wiggle wart. So it was team pink. So funny. So I go. love that. Okay, that's that awesome. Totally random. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> it's good to hear. It's so good to hear. Making now, memories. Okay. Um. So Lisa goes fishing with you. Mm-hmm. How often? How often do you guys fish together? Well, I don't know. It depends on the season. It depends on what's going on. Yeah. It's not like every time because I, I do have fishing buddies. Yeah. Yeah. And they they get sad if, if they don't get to go fish. We don't fish together. Right. So sometimes, <laughs> you know, she'll go out with me as well, but not every time. What about hunting? No, she doesn't hunt. Okay. No, she'll eat the stuff, but she doesn't want to see it die. Yeah, I feel the same way. Jared is, my husband's starting to get into hunting. He wants to do it, so. Well, good for him. The girls saw their first deer get, what do you call it, skinned? Yeah. So they are still talking about it. Pretty fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I said, did I scar them? But this should be fine. No, nah, they're good. <laughs> you that know, won't, that back won't in hurt the day, Yeah, they, they saw plenty. But I have to be careful. I have to say, we don't say that we're going to, we don't, we don't cut anybody. You got to, that's, you know, animals. And I still told them, I'm like, it is sad. It's sad that that happened, but that God gave us the meat. And that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, my kids grew up doing that. They yeah. didn't. They didn't I, uh, I'm an animal lover, but I love to me eat. I'm an too, animal so. lover too, yeah. with potatoes and gravy and <laughs> things like that. So, <laughs> hey, this kind of leads into what it we're does. talking about a little we're, bit. Yeah, see, we we went full circle. Yeah, we're talking about guns. <laughs> yes, yes. So here we are. You had somebody ask you a really good question. Yes, uh, somebody asked uh, if uh, you know carrying a gun is a sin. You know, protect, protecting my family and. 
I mean, these are these are some great questions. So we figure, well, well, let's just make that into a podcast. What a what a great topic. Okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know many of our listeners, um, they, they might be concealed carry holders. Um, and so, I mean, I'm just going to get, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I conceal carry. My wife conceal carries. So don't underestimate uh, my cute little wife because right. uh, she's packing. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because for this topic in particular, I'll be honest and upfront, I have to really try hard to get into the devil's advocate spot because I'm like, yeah. It's common sense, and but you know we're coming from. Let's say we have listeners maybe over in Portland or listeners not in a small town or not, didn't grow up with this. They have just seen that. Oh, gun guns are bad. We should get rid of guns. And sure, you know, kind of had more of that mindset. So I'm trying to trying to think of the questions that come to people's minds that have that issue with it. You right. know, why would you ever intentionally hurt somebody? Right. Versus we're coming from it from the side of like we protect our family. Right. I, so, people, I, so I suppose we're biased, but I, I do want to try to represent the other side and try to understand there is a tension that I want to talk about here eventually with um, sometimes competing biblical values and uh, you know some of the things that Jesus said and it's like no wait a minute you know I mean maybe we should be pacifists because of some of the things that Jesus said so I mean you know where would somebody get biblical uh, truth uh, uh, principles that would represent or somebody would say well you're a christian you should never carry a gun you should never use self-defense and so I'll, i'm going to use one of those passages just to start off by being the devil's advocate you know which is usually your job but right. uh, yeah. <laughs> help me out on this one i'm going to help I'm you out on that one yeah. <laughs> so in matthew 5 now this is part of a jesus's larger sermon they call it the beatitudes and he's really describing the behaviors and the attitudes of those who are part of the kingdom of god and he says in Matthew 5, 39, now he says, but I say to you, do not resist an evil person. Well, look at that. I mean, so really I'm just supposed to let them shoot me or take advantage of my family? Let me keep reading. So do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. And so then people take that and they say right there, you know, we're to be nonviolent and we're to be doormats and we're to let people walk all over us and... So I want to try to put that into context because um, that's really not what it means. Because, um, Katie, if, if you uh, notice that the Bible there says uh, slaps you or hits you on the right cheek. So it, it's differentiating a side of your face. So typically, even people back then were right-handed. And so if you were going to hit me on the right side of my face, well, I'm right-handed. You're right-handed. You're, are you right-handed? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm normal. No, I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> now we get, we get somebody writing in. There's a podcast. <laughs> right. Um, so being right-handed, if, if you, know, you, you hit somebody on the right cheek, well, the only way for me to do that is to use my backhand. Oh, this really isn't an issue of self-defense. This is an issue of being insulted. Somebody is offended. They they, they, mm. they backhand you. It, it's not a fight. It's not violence. It's not Jesus talking about, you know, if, if somebody is offended at you or they're mad at you and they slap you on the right cheek, they hit you in the right. They're backhanding you. This isn't a, a violent, aggressive move. This isn't a statement about violence. This is a statement about, you know, you know if somebody... 
is you know backhanding you i mean for your stance as a christian and this is where we're going to go with the with this conversation to start with you know jesus says you don't resist that person hey here's the left side too I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm insulted that you're a follower of Jesus. I'm insulted that you're. Uh, that you have different values than me. And I bat. You know, they, they they hit you on the right cheek. They they've backhanded you. They've. Mm. So that that's that's the context of, of Matthew five. It's not really hmm. talking about somebody. Fascinating. You know, hitting you, trying to uh, abuse you or your family or or take your life. That that's not the context of Matthew five. Mm. So. That's good to know. So. Um, I, I know people look at that and they 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 kind of make that an all inclusive uh, verse for all things violent. Right. But you got to take the whole of Scripture. You got to take everything, and not just one passage, and and sometimes take it out of context. So you think that Matthew that that specific verse Matthew five thirty nine is specifically talking about if you are insulted for your beliefs. Yes. Okay. And I and I think sometimes again, then you understand how did it play out in the in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. We see that a lot of Christians were martyred. Most of the disciples were martyred right. um, for their faith. Um, and there and there is there is something that is just kind of uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a tension. You do see those exhortations in the bible about accepting persecution and tribulation that comes from your faith mm-hmm. where we're really not given permission to rise up and be violent to defend our faith that makes a lot of sense so you have people what i'm putting it into is almost like you have family members that maybe are making fun of you and so instead of getting offensive or excuse me defensive you almost just take it take and it. set an example yep. of just grace right. and um, forgiveness mm-hmm. and tolerance and all that kind of stuff which is hard oh it's but, crazy hard yeah. it's crazy hard but now is that a blanket statement is that a blanket uh, biblical truth that covers every other area of your life. So if somebody breaks into your house and they want to kill you and your family, and so do you have a responsibility to protect yourself, your own life, and the life of your family? If somebody breaks into your house and your family is hiding and they see you and they say, and, and it's like, tell me where your family's at. Do you, you know, do you have an obligation to lie? The Bible says don't lie. But now all of a sudden, if I don't lie, they're going to kill my family. So this, so sometimes you actually end up mm-hmm. with competing, competing truths. It, the Bible's not contradicting itself. It's just that sometimes you're in a, you're in a situation. You're, you ever get yourself in a situation where it's like you have two negative choices. I mean, I got two yeah. things to choose from, and they're both. Well, the Bible condemns. Wow, um, I shouldn't lie, but I don't think the Bible wants me to let somebody come in and abuse my family, and so. Is lying okay? Yeah. Well, it's the it's the, it's the whole uh, issue with with now having a gun. Let's face it; there are just wicked people in this world, and uh, evil people, broken people, violent people, and they're not trying to abuse you or your family because you're a Christian. Uh, they're there to abuse you because you breathe. Okay. 
you're just there. Mm -hmm. So this really isn't a Matthew 5 issue. It's not really an issue of embracing persecution because you're a Christian. It has nothing to do with your faith, nothing to do with your faith whatsoever. So now, you know, what, what, uh, what do you do in, in that kind of a situation? So I want to read you another verse. Jesus talked about some commands. Now, this might be difficult for some of you out there who are very black and white. You're very binary. And, and uh, so take a deep breath. But Jesus does talk about some commands are, in some versions, he says, weightier than others or more important than others. And you're going, whoa, wait a minute. It's God's word. It's all important. Absolutely. Completely agree. It's all God's word. But sometimes, what do you do when you are faced with competing values, competing choices where, where what, you either protect a life or let, some, let a wicked person take a life? So in, in Luke 11, Jesus, Jesus says this. He's talking to the Pharisees, and he, and he says, Now what sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you're careful. And he says, here's, here's their obedience, that you tithe, which is 10%, <clears throat> even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. Okay, so they're growing herbs, and they're selling them, and they're tithing 10%. Well, good for you. He says, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, that's an area of obedience, but do not neglect the more important things. Ooh. So there are more important commands. I mean, didn't somebody go to Jesus and say, Jesus, what's the most important command? I mean, the Jews had 613 of them. And, and again, see, some people go, they're all important. Yes, but Jesus said the most important ones are, and some of you know this, oh, he did say there's more important ones. Love God, love each other. Oh, see? It's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite verse. So there are more important things. So, um, now, so here you go. Let me just give the scenario. For example, it's never good to use violence or be faced with horrible choices of taking a life. Because, okay, the Bible says, thou shalt not murder. Okay, I mean, that's one of the Ten Commandments. But the higher principle is to protect life. That's the higher principle, is to protect life. Therefore, if I have to use a gun to protect my life and the life of my family or my grandchildren as a last resort, this is morally acceptable. Boom. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I know some of you are going to struggle with that. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, I'm getting in my headspace really quick. So, trying to think of arguments I've heard. So, so when this comes to well, – we don't have to take it too political or anything, but when it comes to voting – um, and that is a big thing in our culture right now is we have the, this side that says get rid of all the guns because we want to get rid of all the violence. We want to get rid of all the killing and this and that. And then we have the other side that says, no, you can get rid of guns, but that's not going to solve the problem because people are still going to find a way. So therefore, people need to be able to protect themselves. Um, should How should Christians be conducting ourselves within these, you know, these choices, these conversations? Obviously, with grace and love, I know that when it comes to the conversations, but um, it, it's hard because yes, in a perfect world, we would have no need for a gun. We would have no need to right. Well, utopia is not going to happen, okay, in this life. And I think sometimes we just well, first we got to recognize that these issues are complex, and we don't want to oversimplify them. They're 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 very complex issues, and and there's no easy answers. But 
I think we have to have some a baseline of understanding is that you, you can never remove violence by simply removing the tool of violence because the Bible says that the problem is the human heart. I mean, the Bible says that. And so we all may have different opinions on gun laws, and that's okay. We can have different opinions on that. But as, as followers of Jesus, we have to agree that the base problem is the human heart. The Bible says that in, in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all else, and it is incurably wicked. Okay, that's what the Bible says. Who can understand it? Okay, so the, the human heart is fallen. It is broken. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need a Savior. And so, so it, it won't matter, you know, what you remove, what tool of violence people are using from society, because it the problem is the heart. It's a heart issue. People have hatred in their hearts, and so they're going to use anything they can find. And yeah. and so and it and it started back in in the book of Genesis. I mean, you, the first two brothers, one of them used a rock to kill the other one, and so it, it, yeah. the problem's the heart. Um, we can we can have all kinds of uh, again debate about you know what are realistic gun laws, but it, it's it's it goes deeper than that. Definitely. So yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. you want me to talk about the other verse? Yeah. Where are we going with that? Of course I do. Okay. Let's hear the. Let, yeah, I love looking at the verses. Be, because I think I think even this verse I'm gonna these two verses I'm gonna read uh, can actually be applied, and then we can have a conversation about voting and and and. Um, some of the things that I think you wanted to talk about too. What about what about voting for? Um, uh, okay, G- gun laws, prison terms, uh, um, capital punishment, all these yeah. kinds of things. Yes. So Death Proverbs, Proverbs twenty four, folks, is in eleven and twelve. This is a fascinating couple of, of of scriptures. It says this: Rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die. Now you could apply that to, to prison terms. You could you could apply that to people who are being attacked by wicked people. I, I, I mean, so rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die. Save them. Interesting. Save them as they stagger to their death. Don't excuse yourself by saying, "Look, we didn't know. We didn't know what was going on." For God understands all hearts. And he sees you. He sees you. He knew that you knew. See, he who guards your soul knows, knows that you knew what was going on. That innocent people were being taken advantage of. And he will repay all people as their actions deserve. That's a sobering verse. Mm-hmm. That th- these verses were actually discussed among Christians during World War II when neighboring towns knew that the Nazis were exterminating millions of Jews. And, and Christians were saying, how can you do nothing? How can you not rescue? How can you not save? I mean, I mean this, that's a dramatic application of this verse. But it, it can be applied in, in other ways. And I, I, I think that um, there is a responsibility to protect people in this life, to protect innocent uh, people, to at times save them oh we know what's going on and we do nothing and what happens in our culture today i read that you know and and not that it is a uh, a, a passage to embrace being a vigilante that that's that you can't go to that you can't go there but what you see today is when bad things happen often when you see 
um, people being taken advantage of on a subway, when you know women are being beaten in public or women being raped mm -hmm. in public and instead of people stepping in and stopping the evil people are grabbing their phones and recording it just you will get me a little worked up mm -hmm. and so how do you uh, as a follower of jesus stand by and do nothing yeah. when you see innocent people and, and then now I'm going to stand before God someday. And but when I read that verse, I'm going to stand before God someday, and He's going to say, "I know you knew, and you stood there and did nothing, mm -hmm. as innocent people were taken advantage of." Okay, so um, you can't. So you can't just take like a Matthew five passage and make that your single verse for everything violent. Yeah, you just can't do it. You got to take the whole of Scripture, and so by by giving you both of these verses, you can see that we do have a responsibility in this world to watch over and protect innocent people, children, our families, maybe even a complete stranger at times. Now, there are all kinds of ramifications for that. Oh my gosh, you know, what about, what about, what about? So I, I get it, but the principle remains. So yeah, can I ask you a question? <laughs> That's your job <laughs> in this podcast is well, to ask me questions. I know. I just thought of this. Well, but selfishly as a parent, <laughs> I would love to know: Did you and Lisa ever have a talk with your girls about, um, like, we never ever throw the first punch, but you get hit, you better make it the last. Have you guys ever had like a conversation like that, or is that bad? Well, you're asking me to be really transparent because I, now we're talking about parenting. I know. Well, it goes because I've had that conversation where I I have told um, the girls. I said, "You can all. You will never get in trouble for mommy and daddy if you stepped into a fight to help someone out and like break something up. Like, you will never get in trouble if you see a kid getting beat on. We just recently there was a video that went viral in Oregon. Um, it was a middle school, a girl getting beat up, and just like you said, people pulling out their phones. Yep. And I told my oldest, I said, you might get in trouble at the school, but if you are being honest with us and you stepped in and you tried to stop something, you will never get in trouble from us. I said, you better never start something, but I want you to learn how to like defend yourself and finish it. Now, maybe that's the bad, maybe that's not biblical, but I, I just in the world we're in, I don't, I don't want my kids to, I want them to feel like they can stand up for people and themselves. Yep. Yeah, if my kids are listening to this podcast, they're like, Dad, tell them, Dad, come on, tell them. Okay, uh, yes, uh, Katie, we had those conversations, and, and they were, you know, no, you don't start it. You, mm -hmm. you, you're you not the aggressor, but we have a responsibility to protect. Um, yes, they were girls, and um, we, we raised them to be, you know, dare I say, fiercely independent. And that means, you know, no, we're not going to raise you to be victims. You stand up for yourself. And, uh, and, uh, and others. Um, there are times when, again, I'm not here advocating violence. I'm not here advocating, you know, fighting and things like that. Um, and if you can talk your way out of that kind of stuff, talk your way out of it. But sometimes you can't. That's just the reality of, of living in a wicked, evil world. And if you can't get out of it, then you need to know how to protect yourself. And you're right. They, they never got in trouble for that or protect somebody else mm -hmm. you won't get in trouble for that um you don't go out there looking for it right but it's just part of being prepared in a in an evil world you know part of us raising resilient kids we talked about that in one of our podcasts yep. 
is preparing them <clears throat> to live away from you. All of a sudden, I'm not there to protect them anymore. They have to learn to be now a protector. And I'm sorry, but that's the world we live in. And I don't want anybody taking advantage of my kids. So I'm going to give you permission to and show you how. And and there you go. I mean, yes. Yeah. So, um, and I don't think they're violating any 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 biblical value by having those skills and that attitude and that preparedness. And if you're out there looking for it, you are violating biblical principles because you should be a peacemaker if you can. Right. Yeah. So, so, so no, that you almost sort of, okay. Like I know I took you off a little bit, but you answered one of the things we were wanting to talk about, which was, um, you know, what? So, what about? What about the death penalty then? Yeah, that's I mean, a whole it, other one. It, it really is, and and I realize there's all kinds of issues with the death penalty, you know, because what about, you know, what about people who were executed and they were innocent? I, I get it. It's it's problematic, and uh, but is that a good enough reason? In some people's mind, it would be, you know, because we might get the wrong person. We should never have a death death penalty. Well, that's again. I think it's it's too binary in how you think about this issue. Um, I, I think the the Bible talks about the role of government is it doesn't bear the sword for nothing. Peter talks about that. The role of government, Peter says, is is to punish evil. Okay. Now it says that they are there to deter evil by punishment. So if you remove the punishment, you remove the deterrent for evil. And I think we have a a system that. Uh, doesn't really deter a lot of evil because it doesn't look like there's a lot of punishment. And and so because the heart is deceitful above all else, sometimes the only thing that motivates wicked people is the seriousness of the punishment. And it's just it's just how things are, you know. So yeah. um and I think we've we've just moved away from that. Now is again, is it problematic that yes, we could be executing innocent people. That's horrible. I mean, that's just horrible. Mm-hmm. And so so that is an argument against it. It's legitimate. It's, it's you know, how do you make sure? And I suppose that's why we have multiple appeal processes and people are on death row, row for decades and, and, and. So yeah. um, I'm not here to solve that problem. I am here to say that, you know, biblically, you can support capital punishment biblically. Right. So... Man, you know, you know what you're making me think of while you're... What? Well, nothing has ever... Um, gotten my goat more than when i so i'm a big crime fan i love true crime i love listening <laughs> have you ever listened to somebody's story where their children or their child was you know kidnapped murdered all these horrible things they finally catch the person and those family like that those parents are able to forgive the mm-hmm. i just it i'm like if there isn't like god within <laughs> people work like the holy spirit working i don't know what what else it would be because no, that absolutely. blows my mind so absolutely so even in a situation like that um you you have multiple values at play the government has a responsibility to provide justice god is a god of justice why do you, why do you think someday we will stand before the judgment seat of christ everybody will stand before christ to be judged why because he's a god of justice without judgment there's no justice and and, and so our government has a responsibility to provide justice and yet at the same time we as followers of jesus are called to embrace you know compassion and forgiveness does compassion and forgiveness cancel out justice well the answer is no 
The answer is no. I mean, even when it comes to the, the forgiveness that God gives us, someone still had to be punished. Justice was satisfied on the cross. So you, you can't ever take away justice. So, so if, if somebody does something evil, even though God may want me to forgive them, it doesn't mean there's no consequences. Hmm. So we get, we, get, we get those things confused a lot. And you brought this up in your last Sunday message about how uh, people are more and more leaning towards, yeah, we need to use violence to stop, you know, so, so, yeah. so, where, so for people that maybe have adopted that slowly to where they're like, well, if nobody's going to serve justice if our government's not going to serve justice then i'm going to serve i'm going to yeah well you can't which go, i'm not advocating no, for that no, i'm just saying right so where's that well the bible doesn't give you that option mm. the, the, the bible doesn't government has a responsibility to provide justice and you're saying our government's not just i get it but this was written when nero was emperor of rome you want to talk about a whack job who was doing all kinds of crazy things and killing christians and blaming them and i mean on and on it was it, it, it was terrible, and and yet, and yet, the the author, you know, Peter is talking about. Even Paul wrote that. Hey, listen, this authority, you know, God has allowed that authority to be in place, and you have to respect it, and you have to follow it. So nowhere in the Bible does it give us uh, the permission to be vigilantes, and so it, you got to you got to stop that. You got to stop yourself from going there, because I think sometimes it's easy. For those of us that are motivated by a strong sense of justice, that I'm going to go get justice for myself, and the Bible says we never take revenge. You leave that to God. God, God takes care of that. So you got to trust Him with that. We got to work through our issues of forgiveness. We, we, we do, ha- we can defend ourselves, but we are not here to provide justice on a broad, a broad scale. Yeah, and well, and I think there's a difference between revenge and justice. Right, you know, revenge is very much focused myself. Like, um, you, I'm I'm replenishing what was taken from me. Justice is more. You have you made this choice. There's this consequence, and it, it's almost it should be off the person that wants the revenge, right? Well, right. That's why the government should do it. Yeah. Because because if you're the one who's been offended, wounded, uh, uh, a life uh, somebody was taken from you, a family member, you're not biased. I mean, you, I mean, you're not you're not unbiased because you you are biased. You you yeah. want you 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 come on. It's really hard to not just want justice. You want revenge. Yeah. So <laughs> I, anyway, so it's oh, I would. Yeah, I, oh, exactly. I, I, I can't. Mean, yeah. Where, where do your emotions go? So getting back to you know some of these things. This is this is again all these things that we're talking about. It's it's why even in the New Testament, you know, there were soldiers who were actually giving their lives to Jesus, and they when John the Baptist during his ministry, the soldiers would stop by and ask John the Baptist, "What should we do?" He never told them to stop being soldiers. They were Roman mm-hmm. soldiers, mm-hmm. so you know, so somebody could actually take that that Proverbs twenty four passage about saving people and protecting people and. I could see where that could be a motivation for a, uh, a believer in Jesus to join the military because they, they want to protect innocent people, they yeah. want to protect their country, um, and, and see that as um, a biblical reason. Um, I mean, they're not, they're not there to purposely take lives, yeah. but if they're put in that position, we're here to protect the innocent, and therefore they, w- they would see that as a, as a biblical principle that they're basing that decision on. Yeah.
So that's and and you know it's crazy too. You bringing up soldiers and the World War II situation, isn't it crazy how much power soldiers could have had through and should have had the Nazi soldiers? You know, all it would have taken was if they got together and said, "We're not doing it." You know, it's just it, there's so much power with people that protect that right. their jobs are to protect and. Um, being able to look and be like, wait a second, what are we doing? What are we doing this for? Uh, I know it's easy for me to say I was, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't born near World War II and I'm not a soldier. But, you were just born yesterday, but, yeah. for crying out loud, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, yep, just the other day. Hey, yeah. It's a totally side note. And I know we're kind of wrapping things up here. Wasn't your birthday? Isn't your birthday coming up? Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow, yeah. Oh, yep. Katie, happy birthday. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Side Katie. Yep. Yeah. Are you like what? <laughs> 21. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, well, that's about what you look. Yep, okay, yep. so. We'll keep it there. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe some of these principles have helped some people out there have more conversations, help them work through their own issues. If you are going to conceal carry, let me say this. Listen, take the class. Do it legally understand all of the ramifications it is a huge responsibility to carry a gun in public some of you just shouldn't do it you shouldn't um, and some of you if you choose to be trained know what you're doing know what the laws are know how to protect yourself and uh, do it right okay just go do it right and um, that way you uh, won't put yourself in a situation that maybe someday you'll regret right so there you go yeah okay well, with that note, if you have any questions on anything we... I know this was a big, broad topic. It was. We tried to... Yeah, it was kind of fun, though. Condense. Yeah. Yeah. PD's idea. <laughs> but thank you for the person that, you know, sent this question in. It was a good one. But if you have any other questions or a topic that you want to hear, PD, um, you know, have that biblical advice and wisdom uh, sprung onto it, then send us a message at reallifepodcast.com. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what Rupert, happens when you get I know, old. I'm like, wait a yeah, I'm getting older. <laughs> okay, real life podcast at foothillsonline.com. I was just making sure you guys were paying attention. Mm -hmm. We got people correcting me that are listening. Wait, come on. Yes. And help us get this movement going. You know, we're just getting going. We're so excited, but this is a project and we need your help to get the word out. So um, that's how we keep this flowing. So please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and give us a five-star rating and review. And we might have some goodies for you. Ooh. Oh. Yes. We're going to bait you <laughs> with some cool stuff. We start, start getting you yeah. writing in your um, your ratings and reviews. We might have some cool merch yeah. coming up. Okay. So, there you go. Yep. Thanks Sweeten for the listening. Deal. Yes.